I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes Podcast. This week, I've got an extensive interview with guitar icon John McLaughlin. We go from Miles Davis to the Mahavishnu Orchestra, LSD to A Meeting of the Spirits. McLaughlin has a new album out with guitarist Jimmy Herring called Live in San Francisco, and the material is all Mahavishnu Orchestra songs from the early 1970s. There will be blood on the floor. Before we get to that, I want to let you know that in order to bring you great interviews like this for free, we need your support. If you're listening to the Echoes podcast, you already know you're listening to music outside the mainstream. Music you don't find on commercial and even most public radio stations. For us to bring these new discoveries to you, we need your support. So go to our website at echoes.org and make a donation. And if you want to sponsor the podcast or the radio show, go to echoes.org and click the Support Echoes tab. And now it's time for a meeting of the spirits with Mahavishnu, John McLaughlin. You're hearing Echoes, and I'm John DiLiberto. Recently, I interviewed a musician who is a true icon. Well, my name is John McLaughlin. I play guitar. I'm a musician. My life's been dedicated to music, and... uh, after all these years, it still is. <laughs> Dedicated is an understatement. At 76, John McLaughlin has released dozens of albums in myriad projects and, until recently, toured relentlessly. He recorded with Miles Davis, the Tony Williams Lifetime, and Carlos Santana. He was named Guitar Player of the Year numerous times by Guitar Player Magazine and many others. McLaughlin had been a fixture on the London jazz scene as well as a session musician when he joined the Tony Williams Lifetime, an early fusion experiment. That brought him to Miles Davis, recording on seminal albums like Bitches Brew and Jack Johnson. John McLaughlin is a musician who has rarely looked back, but last year he did to his seminal band, the Mahavishnu Orchestra. But he didn't reform the group. It ended in in acrimony, and that was really the, the, the biggest shame of all, but you know, what to do. So he gave the music to his current performing band and guitarist Jimmy Herring's group, and they went on a farewell tour, playing only the music of the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Now an album has been released from that tour live in San Francisco, half with John McLaughlin in the Fourth Dimension and half with Jimmy Herring and the Invisible Whip joined by McLaughlin. And it's as raw and vital and exhilarating as the first Mahavishnu Orchestra recordings from 1971. The Mahavishnu Orchestra was born in 1971 out of jazz, rock, and the psychedelic movement. All of the above. (laughs) 
<laughs> don't, let's not leave India out, come on. <laughs> I mean, coming out of the psychedelic adventure that we were all on in the 60s, the psychedelic experience was a, a real prologue to my changing my life and uh, wanting to alter my state of consciousness but without <laughs> ingesting chemicals, if you know what I mean. But I would go on to say that the experience uh, of those uh, trips, uh, whether they're with uh, magic mushrooms, LSD or whatever, the effect tends to be permanent, but it, uh, it's a very beneficial effect, if I may dare to say. You can hear the transition in McLaughlin's life in his music. In early 1970, he recorded his second solo album, Devotion, a disc born in the psychedelic experience. In 1971, he released My Goals Beyond, an all-acoustic album. That change marks the dividing line in his life that was crossed when he went on a spiritual path with the Indian guru, Sri Chamoy, who he followed for five years. It's true. I was on, I was on my trip, John. I was, you know, I joined Sri Chinmoy, I think it was 1970. And uh, for, for my reasons, really, just to try to find out who I am. It was under the influence of Chimoy that McLaughlin formed the Mahavishnu Orchestra with drummer Billy Cobham, violinist Jerry Goodman, keyboardist Jan Hammer, and bassist Rick Laird. Musically, they were telepathic. Spiritually, they weren't quite on the same path. You know, the other guys, they were not into meditating. They were, you know, they, 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 they did what they wanted. They went out and they got drunk and they smoked, whatever. It didn't matter to me because when they played, that band was as spiritual as you can get. must be right because 45 years later it sounds like that same spirit emerged on his farewell tour with Jimmy Herring. Herring is a noted guitarist on the jam band circuit. He's played with Colonel Bruce Hampton and the Aquarium Rescue Unit, the Derek Trucks Band, and Phil Lesh from The Grateful Dead. Most notably, he's been the lead guitarist for Widespread Panic since 2006.
While acknowledging the skills and eclecticism of those bands, none of their music would lead me to believe that Herring would be suitable to play the music of the Mahavishnu Orchestra, except he did play with the original Mahavishnu drummer, Billy Cobham, in a project called Jazz is Dead. But McLaughlin discovered Herring playing some Mahavishnu songs and he heard a kindred spirit. That's still not why the sound of Herring and McLaughlin is as raw and powerful as the original Mahavishnu Orchestra. I think Jimmy kind of indoctrinated the Mahavishnu music already a long time ago, and they're, they're so into it. But not just playing the notes, they, because Mahavishnu Orchestra was a sound and was a vibe and a spirit too. And that's not just always, uh, you know, replaceable, is it? Although McLaughlin had been studying Indian music when he formed the Mahavishnu Orchestra, it didn't have an overt impact on their sound, but on the album with Jimmy Herring, live in San Francisco, you can hear elements that were part of his acoustic Indian fusion group Shakti turning up, especially when Ranjit Barot starts doing the Indian version of scat singing. Conical, where you're saying that did, yeah, this, 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 that stuff. This is the way Indians learn rhythm. You sing it while keeping the, the, the correct rhythmical sequence with your hands, and you, and you sing against it. And it's a beautiful system, and he's so good at it. The Mahavishnu Orchestra play with complex time signatures, maniacal unison melodies, and a heavy metal intensity. And these new recordings equal that, including songs like The Dance of Maya, begins as a slow modal build. But as it reaches a crescendo, it drops into a dirty blues. Well, it's R&B, John, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's R&B, baby. It's you know, and it's it's close to rock and roll too. The dance of Maya—that's a classic example of, of Mahavishnu. In a way, it's kind of psychedelic because there are rhythmical cycles within rhythmical cycles, and the result of putting these rhythmical cycles together gives a certain gravity and a certain pulse, a beat to to the piece. It's irresistible, and so you've got these kind of slow. 10 going over the shuffle and the, the the result is it is a little psychedelic but it's got that blues thing
Back in 1971, the Mahavishnu Orchestra was considered a sellout to rock and roll by jazz purists. But listening back to the original recordings and these new versions with Jimmy Herring, they sound pretty avant-garde, and that was an influence on John McLaughlin. I mean, don't forget, like, the end of Coltrane's life. I don't know if you know those records, like, Intergalactic Space and, and Ohm. I mean, well, he was just flying. I mean, the, and the depth of the passion was unbelievable. So that passion that I identified with had, had such an impact on me that it, I felt it had to be part of the music. I want to see some blood on the floor, if you know what I mean. blood on the floor. It was also the 76-year-old guitarist, tired hands, sore from arthritis. You know, you get old, John, you get arthritis. <laughs> Most guitarists would beg to be half as good as John McLaughlin with arthritis, yet it is stopping him from playing live, hence the Farewell to America tour, returning to the music of the Mahavishnu Orchestra. This record, it's my deepest, deepest thank you to America, because where would I be without American music, John? I mean, starting from 11 years old, I'm listening to Big Bill Brunzi, Marty Waters, Lead Belly, and from then on, it was just, it didn't stop. So it was a real thank you, especially for the Mahavishnu, because the way that people just embraced that music, and me personally, it's like one of the greatest things that ever happened to me in my life. I tell you that, it's straight from the heart. Despite the arthritis, we haven't heard the last of John McLaughlin. His album with Jimmy Herring, live in San Francisco, is out on the Abstract Logics label. John McLaughlin's Live in San Francisco album won't be out until September 21st, but you can pre-order it now. There's a link on the website at echoes.org. Next week on the Echoes podcast, it's another guitarist, Adam Werner. He started out as a heavy metal player before being seduced by the sound of Wyndham Hill Records. We talk to Adam Werner next week on the Echoes podcast. I'm John DiLiberto. Thanks for tuning in to the Echoes podcast. See you next week tonight or online right now on Echoes.